Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. Do you have a preference over a waterproofing that works well with your drain that you think is like, okay, this thing's gonna hold up for 20 years? So for Infinity Drain, we make linear drains and center drains that will work with whatever waterproofing methods are out there, whether it's traditional methods like a vinyl pan liner, pot mop, lead pan, copper pan, or a liquid or a fabric bonded kind of modern system. And we get asked that question all the time. What waterproofing is best? And my answer to that is whatever your installer is most comfortable right, doing. Right, can do well, <laughs> that's it. I don't want to yep. be the guinea pig the first time someone's trying out a new method of waterproofing. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is your one-stop shop for everything around your house. Hey, Caroline. Hello. How are you today? Excellent. Well, this is going to be a fun show because you know how much I love kitchen and bath stuff. Oh, just a little bit. Eric's obsessed with bathroom stuff. <laughs> Steam shower. Might be the 30 years of design that probably got me doing that. We have got Barbara here from Infinity Drain. Welcome to Around the House. Hi, Barbara. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be on the show. This is going to be a lot of fun because... People go, oh, it's a drain. Who cares? <laughs> this is how you make a statement around the house, literally. I think drains are so key. Absolutely. Like, I'm a long hair person. Eric and I were just talking. We're both growing our hair out. So we were talking about, you know, that type of thing. But when you're dealing with a drain, I need a good drain because otherwise it gets clogged. Well, not only that, I feel like people never realized that they didn't like their drain until they saw one that they did like. And then they feel a little bit cheated, like, <laughs> oh, I, I really want this other one, whether it's decorative, whether it's a linear drain, whether it's a tile drain, there's so many options out there. And it really is that like, you know, cherry on top of the sundae um, for all the details when you're selecting uh, bathroom fixtures. When you're walking into a shower, that is like the diamond on the ring kind of thing, because nobody likes to see the little round $30 shower drain in the middle of the shower that's chrome, especially when you've got like brass or black fixtures or something like that. It's like you did such an amazing job and that missed the mark. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it was whatever the installer had on his truck that day. And when you do take the time to specify a product like a drain, anyone who goes into your bathroom, they know they thought of every last detail when they designed this space. Exactly. I wanted to use one in mine. My challenge that I had was framing down below. And I had some serious issues and I was really trying to figure out how to fit it in mine. But the problem is, is my kitchen is right down below it. So beneath the floor, I had, I have a 1200 CFM range hood with a duct going through that. 
and I could barely fit a drain into the shower, let alone put an affinity drain. But the next shower I do in the house, when we, when we do the addition, I've got to do that because I tell you what, there is nothing like putting in that cool drain, which, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. You can almost make it disappear. You can make it be a statement piece. That's exactly right. And we kind of always advise people, you know, when they, when they start talking about doing a linear drain or any type of bathroom remodel, a little planning goes a long way. Um, there's a ton of things to consider. Like, are you trying to achieve a barrier-free bathroom or a curbless shower? You know, that that that's, can be tough to do with a remodel. Um, for new construction, you've got time to, you know, modify your plans and make sure that you've accounted for all your floor heights and things like that. Um, but really, it's, uh, it has to do with the site-specific conditions and, uh, you know, what what can we hide in the floor? How deep does the channel need to be? How much floor height do we have to work with? There's all these little calculations that go into um, uh, installing the linear drain um, or even, even a center drain because we're working with floor pitch. We have to tell the water where it needs to go in order to drain water efficiently and effectively outside of that enclosure. So that's the question I was going to ask you. So I obviously don't know much as much about drains as Eric does and you do. So for an amateur person, what am I looking for in a drain? Like, what do I want to accomplish? Obviously, the water to go down, right? That's no brainer. But what do I? That's the bare yeah, that you want exactly. to drink. Exactly. Yeah. So, what am I looking for? What kind of luxuries do I have with a drain that I don't know about? Yeah. So, there's really there's two parts to specifying a drain. It's which one do I like? Okay. What do I want it to look like when it's installed? Um, do I want to match the finish of my fixtures? Um, is my tile or flooring material a consideration? So for instance, if you're choosing between a center drain and a linear drain, your flooring material choice could have an effect on that. So normally with a center drain, we're sloping the floor in a four-way dish style pitch towards the center or wherever that point, point drain is located. Mm -hmm. So you normally have a smaller mosaic tile or a two-by-two, two, something that um, can um, do that dish bowl shaped pitch easily. Now, if you're using large format tile, like a 12 by 24, 12 by 12, anything like that, a linear drain can really help you out because you're sloping the floor in one plane now towards wherever that linear drain is located. So this way you've got this one plane pitch and you're not trying to cut up your large format tile like a, like a pizza or like a pie. So flooring material is a consideration um, and how do you want it to look, um, just design and what are the aesthetics of the bathroom. But then kind of when we get going to what is underneath the tile, that's all about waterproofing. Am I trying to do a barrier free bathroom or am I doing a shower with a curb? So there are quite a few considerations when you are choosing what type of drain is best for your bathroom. Um, so I would say style and then there's functionality. It's what type of, you know, look am I trying to achieve? Um, what is the flow rate that I need? Am I designing a car wash style shower <laughs> with, you know, body sprays, you know, his and hers? Do we need to move a lot of water out of the shower or is it a pretty shower, a standard shower setup? Well, it's funny, you know, with the trends today, with the large format tiles where you're getting into like a, you know, like a 24 by 36 or something very large out there, that mm -hmm. linear drain or the barrier free, you know, curbless shower 
where you can take that through the bathroom into the shower, tilt it back towards the back wall and have that long drain along the back wall. That is such a beautiful look with a clear shower door. It just makes the room look so big and so seamless and timeless at the same time because you don't have to change tile when you run into that shower. Exactly. It really expands the look of the bathroom. And then even what we're seeing a lot now is the bathroom turning into more of a wet room where you don't even have a physical barrier between the wet side of the bathroom, which would be the shower enclosure and the dry side of the bathroom. And once again, that goes into waterproofing. So how are you going to waterproof this huge space and what type of drain channel and system works best with the installation methods that you're using? Yeah, so true. And one thing too that I, I'm not a big fan of the big, huge wet room because you've got to really try hard in there. If you've got the right airflow and stuff, that can be a cooler room. If you've got oh, yeah. that designed right, I've had more clients that have wanted to do that in the past. And I left an option in there that they didn't know about for a shower door that we blocked it and everything else because about half the time the clients go, hey, it's really cool. But as soon as I back away from that water, I'm freaking cold. Yeah. Even and we with even floors. that with a shower door where it's just um, a stationary piece uh, of glass and then the other section is totally open. Yep. Um, yeah. It, these are all things to consider. Like, how are you really going to use this space? What is it going to feel like? Um, things look really cool in magazines and on Pinterest. <laughs> Uh, but how is it, how are you really going to like th how the space is set up? If I could get the licensing from pictures, I would write a book <laughs> of Pinterest fails <laughs> that just were pretty pictures of things that you could never pull a permit on or probably should ever do in your house. Yeah, we actually, you know, I've been with infinity drain for almost 12 years and over the years I've seen a lot of installations and, you know, we, uh, we, we, we keep some images that are that are bad installs that are actually excellent training tools on what not to do. So it's good to see what you should do, but it's also great to see what you should avoid and not do. Exactly. How about if you are building on a slab or a structure where you don't have something below you, right? So, or you have something below you and you can't go into, you know, a, a second story where you can drop things down into um, between the studding. Does that affect a drain? I mean, or doing type of infinity drain? And more for barrier-free or curbless showers. If you're doing a shower with a curb, which is a, a step over, um, you can hide the slope of the shower within that curb. And the curb can be of varying heights, depending on the size of the shower enclosure. Um, if it's new construction and you're building on a slab, sometimes we will see the set, that portion of the wet area of the shower recessed in the pour. They block that out because they've planned ahead. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, for remodels, barrier-free showers on a slab, like on a first floor, it, it, they're tough to do. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, but if you've got a basement or if you're doing it on an or, upper floor, okay. you can do sister joists and other methods um, to be able to recess that into the floor. Um, but yeah, it, it, do it first floor slab remodel. That's going to be tough to do barrier free. But really, if you're planning on doing a shower with a curb, you can do just about anything because you're hiding the slope within that gotcha. curb. Yep. 
Yeah, just because the floor is at one level, that curb lets you reset to another level behind it. It's not as big a deal, and you won't notice that you're stepping up and over. And maybe that's at a different height than what the shower, than what the floor in the bathroom is versus the shower floor itself. Yeah, and you really won't ever know because visually you've got this physical curb that you're stepping in and out of. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a great way to uh, to uh, you know hide the hide the sins of the. Uh, the slope of the shower floor. <laughs> so normally a shower floor slope is a quarter inch per foot. Mm-hmm. So it's this rise versus run equation. So the farther you get away from the drain, the more floor height buildup you have. So drain placement within the shower enclosure can also possibly save you floor height as well. So knowing which wall you're going to put it on, or even if you're going to place it along the threshold or the entrance of the shower um, can help you cheat a little bit and gain some floor height there. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and Caroline's getting ready to do her basement shower here. So we've been talking about this for a few months now. And, and those are some of the challenges with an older home and concrete floor, how to do that. And knowing too, like, you know, who, so who's the expert? So I always ask Eric, but who's the expert that you consult when you're looking at a drain? I mean, is it someone like, is your tile person or should you be going to getting a kitchen and bath consultant? Who does that? So the bad answer is <laughs> the drain is the gray area where the plumber and the tile pro meet. Uh-oh. <laughs> and who installs the drain may have something to do with what type of waterproofing they're using in the shower enclosure. Uh, So traditionally, uh, the plumber is who installed the drain and you selected your drain through a plumbing wholesaler, showroom, Mm -hmm. counter, wherever. Um, So those traditional methods of waterproofing, for instance, are like a vinyl pan liner. They're boring. That's um, why my plumber never puts anything like this in. Like I hire him and I have a boring drain. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Because it was whatever was on his truck. and. Also, he got it at the counter, but through a decorative plumbing and hardware showroom, that is where your design options really open up with different styles and finishes. Um, So wherever you're selecting your other fixtures, your faucet, showerhead, vanity, mirrors, lighting, those showrooms also sell shower drains as well. And they will sell, um, you know, the much more upgraded decorative version of what you find at the wholesale counter. But that's where that designer also helps you because as a homeowner going in, you have not seen all of the options out there rarely uh, of what are the options are. And your designer goes, okay, well, what are we going to do for the shower drain? And many times the homeowner gives you this kind of glazed over look of like, is that something to consider? And then, you know, they refer back to the six pictures that they found on Pinterest that three of them had a linear drain and now they understand what's going on. You know what I mean? And that's where that happens. And so then they guide you as the homeowner to, Hey, why don't you go down to that luxury, you know, plumbing wholesaler, take a peek at it and see, keeps them out of the home centers and actually look at products that would work exactly for what they want to do. And then they can order or get in what they need to that'll fit that application. But at the same time, that designer is working with the plumber and making sure that plumber and tile setter are talking together. Because mm. if you rely on those two as the homeowner, as a DIY, they better be friends. Otherwise, that can be a very tough situation to get those two to talk. Yes, exactly. So 
going through a decorative plumbing showroom, I would say that's your like primary primary source for sourcing luxury decorative drainage solutions. Um, there's also uh, the drain could be sourced through the tile setter. And that is normally done if they are doing um, a waterproofing system like Schluter, Weedy, um, other methods that are really specific to a tile setter, that their products are sold through tile distributors. Um, so those complete shower systems, those companies will sometimes also offer a drain solution that works with their complete shower system. Um, so kind of, it could go either way. It could go through the plumber. It could go through the tile setter. A lot of times it has to do with the waterproofing, um, but the plumber will always set the waistline. Where is the waistline located in the shower? And that's always something that needs to be in the plans or the drawing as well. Where is the waistline located within the shower enclosure? Because standard would be in the middle center, center drain. But if you're doing a linear drain system, that waistline needs to be positioned correctly from the beginning. And what happens, Caroline, is the plumber will come in, they'll rough it in, they'll usually put it in taller what it needs to be. And then when that tile setter comes in and puts in that shower base, whatever system they're doing, they're setting that drain within that process and cutting the pipe off and setting that drain system over the top. And I tell you what, some of those shower systems, I'm not going to talk about anybody specifically, some of those are not easy to install, even for the tile setters that do every day. Uh, I have seen some some very high-end professionals sit there for 25 minutes struggling trying to get the system in that they've put in a thousand times, and they still have to fight it to get in. It's not easy sometimes with some of these companies that have their own shower system and drain. Yeah, and another thing to consider with the complete shower system is that those companies are great at making waterproofing or tile installation materials. They don't really know the plumbing that well, and they don't have the design options, finishes, custom capabilities that a drain manufacturer that who focuses on that specifically would be able to provide a client. I think that's the hard piece because we're always looking, so obviously I look at mold and my job as an environmental consultant is to look at moldy situations and fix them. And my clients come to me all the time and they're asking me, okay, well, you know, which plumber should I use? Which tiler? Which system should I use? And the biggest concern I have is obviously the waterproofing aspect. Like that's the first and foremost. I want your shower to be dry for the next 20 years and not have to replace it seven years down the road. Like we're seeing now with these new shower, these, you know, past shower systems that just don't hold up well. Do you have a preference over a waterproofing that works well with your drain that you think is like, okay, this thing's going to hold up for 20 years? So for Infinity Drain, we make linear drains and center drains that will work with whatever waterproofing methods are out there, whether it's traditional methods like a vinyl pan liner, hot mop, lead pan, copper pan, or a, a liquid or a fabric bonded kind of modern system. And we get asked that question all the time. What waterproofing is best? And my answer to that is whatever your installer is most comfortable right, doing. Right, can do well. That's it. I don't want to yep. be the guinea pig the first time someone's trying out a new method of waterproofing in my house. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, as a drain company, we don't really marry ourselves to one type of waterproofing. We make drains that work with any type of waterproofing. Um, that being said, um, the modern types of waterproofing, the bonded, uh, liquid or fabric, those are really becoming popular. Um, so we're seeing a lot more of those, whereas 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. you know, the vinyl pan liners and the traditional methods were still the total mainstream, you know, 95% of the install way to go. Um, so those newer methods are catching on now. Um, in regards to your concerns with mold and things like that, what's great about the newer types of waterproofing fabric or liquid is that the um, tile can be applied directly on top of that waterproofing membrane. Mm-hmm. So you don't have water seeping through tile or grout because tile or grout are not waterproof. Right. Amen. They are water resistant um, and water can penetrate those surfaces Um, And this way, with the newer systems, they are not soaking into the mortar bed, which they would with a traditional type of waterproofing. And then the water gets directed back to the weeping system of the clamping floor drain. Um, But yeah, I would say- If you ever torn one of those out, Mm. they're nasty. Mm -hmm. They're nasty down there. When you go to tear one out, that uh, I've been there for demo day and many of the bathrooms I've done with that system. And I'm like- me too. I'm going outside. That's disgusting. It smells. Yeah. I tell my clients all the time yeah. that it, it's not a matter of if you have mold. You do have mold. And I can find mold in any home. That's not the problem. It's the degree of it because every bathroom is going to sweat. It's porous. The vapor goes right through and you're going to have a nasty condition. So I like these new systems like Schluter. We've been recommending them since I guess about, I guess they came out like 2005. But when we were recommending them, people didn't know what any type of system, you know, they did, they were like, what are you talking about? And then you couldn't get installers. And so now it's getting more commonplace, which is nice. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, we make a linear drain system that is compliant with Schluter's uh, full system warranty. We worked with them um, on getting that uh, signed off by them. It's a great system that they offer. They do an excellent job educating installers. They have education classes across the country. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we uh, work with them quite frequently um, on commercial projects and then now on the residential side with our uh, new FCS series. And Artex as well, right, Eric? We like Artex products too. They're, they're yeah, waterproofing. Yeah, use Artex. I did the uh, weedy uh, vapor-ready system in mine because I had a mm-hmm. steam shower. That was nice. I actually had a training session with their three West Coast reps in my bathroom. We did it as a project that we filmed at my house. So I had three uh, weedy reps in there, which was awesome because uh, there was, it was all just, I knew it was going to get done right. We'll leave it at that. You know, I had not done a vapor system before. So product experts there. So that's awesome. (laughs) Had a good brain trust. You know, one of the things with linear drains and curbless showers that I want people to really think about before they even install it is make sure that that is sized correctly because all it takes with a curbless shower is a little bit of a slow drain and you now have water all over the bathroom and your brain does not read that water in the shower. Maybe you're shampooing your hair or doing something like that. If you're in a curbed shower, you're like, Hey, there's water over the top of my feet. We got a problem. You could have a half inch of water in the shower if it's drained one way and it's starting to head for the, for the vanity or the bathroom door. So you've got to really plan things ahead and make sure you stay up on your maintenance with that. So it works correctly. 
Absolutely. And in addition to making sure that the hair catcher is cleaned mm-hmm. out, that the linear drain channel is free of debris, you also, during the construction phase, want to make sure that you have waterproofed the dry side of your bathroom. Exactly. And it's really easy to do that with a liquid membrane, paint on, roll on style of waterproofing. Um, so we always recommend a quarter inch per foot slope within the shower enclosure. But when you're doing barrier free, you would also want to consider putting a really gentle eighth, sixteenth of an inch per foot slope on the dry side of the bathroom as well. That way, any moisture or water is getting redirected back to where the drain is located. That's exactly what I did because I actually put in the heated floor in there and I did the Mm Ardex system in there. And so we ended up using their, um, their, after we put the Ardex down, we floated in their floor leveler and then we kicked it to the opposite wall a little bit before it set up. And so he gave us that slope. So when water comes out, it's not heading down the hallway out the door. It's actually kicking back towards the shower. And that that's a good way to go. So you don't do that, but you're right. And that's not even if you clog up your drain. I mean, you could have a back, you know, your septic could back up. And if it backs up, you could end up with it coming out too. I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, It's all about a little water control. Well, not fun. Everyone has a horror story about drain maintenance at some point in their in their lives. So there are tales to tell. Yeah, but it's something that you've always we talk about it in our spring and fall checklist here on the show. You just gotta go do it. There is not a a, a drain that is a hundred percent clog proof out there. Because you can get build up. Hair on their head. <laughs> yeah. This is a question that comes up a lot when we're doing trade shows. And they're like yeah. Oh, this is such a cool drain. Does this mean I don't have to clean it? It's like, no, it's it's still a drain. You're still showering. You know, hair is still coming off of your head. You know, you it, it it's a normal drain. It's just a long, skinny, rectangular strainer. Um, so, yeah, there is always maintenance to be done with a drain to keep it flowing smoothly and efficiently. You know, one of the things I like that you guys have in your linear drains is you have it where you can put the tile in there so that you hide that big piece of metal. For instance, if you wanted to to have something where it looked like a slab floor or a large format tile, you can make that really that drain kind of hide away in there much more so than just having that decorative piece of metal. Oh, absolutely. The tile insert frame is our most popular style. It's totally a fan favorite, whether it's a center drain or a linear drain. Um, You know, the tray itself comes empty. So this way your tile setter can line up any patterns or grout lines or veining if you're doing stone tile. Um, So it's really, it makes the drain disappear. You still have full access to the waistline and the hair catcher for cleaning and servicing the drain. Uh, But it really, I would say that is like the showstopper drain and it's uh, it's where is the drain? And you're like, exactly. That's the point. How cool. Does that still work pretty well with, with hair and things like that? Because, uh, you know, you're used to that that big grate on the top and that many times that's the hair catcher, right? Right. So most linear drains come with a supplemental hair catcher in addition to whatever would catch on the top grate, what we mm-hmm. call that decorative piece. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I know we have this really deep kind of cone shaped basket. And we actually gave it to everyone in our office who either, you know, wives or themselves had very like long, thick hair. And we're like, 
It was almost a test of who can keep this in their shower the longest without. And we had some folks go a couple months without cleaning it. And it, you know, it just, it catches a lot. It's still, you still have a really good flow rate. Um, So definitely take a look at your, at your hair catcher with, with any type of drain, whether it's a center drain or, or a linear drain. Um, And uh, you know, you're going to have to clean that out every now and then, but most drains come with that. Whether you use it or not is up to you, but most drain systems from any manufacturer will come with some type of hair catcher. Well, I also see you guys do exterior drains as well, because I tell you what, you know, you, you do a lot of looking out there and you've got, you know, maybe it's the drain around the pool or the driveway and you've got maybe a stainless steel and a black plastic or a green plastic that looks really not decorative. But for outside, whether you're doing maybe that stand-up exterior shower or it's the drain around the pool or something in the driveway, you guys have owned that as well. Yeah, it's this idea of having architectural drains on the exterior of your home. You know, something that, you know, really has a great look to it that's going to hold up well. Um, our exterior drains for the top grate, we used, you know, 316L, 12 gauge stainless steel. Um, so it's really heavy duty, has a beautiful look to it. And, you know, it's for those people, you want something nicer. And, you know, we get uh, specified a lot through architects and also landscape designers and architects who, you know, they were looking for an upgrade to that PVC, you know, drain grate that, you know, you normally see in exterior applications. I think it's really cool because you can have that, maybe that sliding glass door or that really nice wall system of glass that can move away. And when you bring the tile in the living space out onto that exterior deck surface, you can put that decorative grate right there next to that door. So if you've got stormwater or something coming back in there, you'll never notice it because it just looks that good. And it's not this ugly drain system. You go, wow, that's not hot. (laughs) Exactly. And you can even use styles like the tile insert frame, but put your pavers or whatever type of exterior hardscaping that you're using within that tray to now it's totally blending into the rest of the space, but you're getting that drainage functionality, which is really cool. Just an awesome. And these paver systems, Eric knows I've done, I did our driveway and it was quite expensive and you don't want something that just looks like a, a PVC drain. I mean, it looks horrible and you do need to have some drainage, especially if you've got quite a big paver area with water going off to the side. So we had to do something like that and we put in a much more, decorative looking drain because you just don't want this ugly white you know plasticky looking thing when you've spent all this money doing a paver system it just doesn't look good yeah it's the same concept in the bathroom where you're like why would I put in the $15 strainer when I went all this time and effort to pick out my fixtures and my tile and my lighting it's the same thing outside it's those finishing touches where it's like oh this is the level of finish that matches the rest of this project, whether it's residential or commercial, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a great option to have. Um, sure, they're probably more expensive than, you know, what you're going to find at, at a wholesaler, um, but it's really going to give you that high-end look and just the longevity of the material itself um, is going to, you know, last for a very long time and, and have, you know, really good minimal upkeep to it. 
So we know we don't want people going to Pinterest to look up examples. So where should people go to find your products? But really just where do you think the best showroom or how should people go plan this out? Because I think that's key is finding a good showroom and making sure you have one available to you. Yeah. And, you know, our products are available across the United States in, you know, showrooms, large and small, um, you know, a lot of showrooms, you've got, you know, national players like a Ferguson, regional players, you've got small mom and pops um, or independent dealers. You know, I would find, you know, find someone who one, you're comfortable working with. Right. Um, number two, you know, look for that expert, someone who is going to be able to put the whole space together and, you know, I would say a good salesperson in a showroom, they aren't afraid to call the manufacturer and ask questions um, when, you know, you've decided on, you know, whatever fixture it is. Like, you know, let's make sure that everything is going to work well together. Um, but yeah, I would definitely go through a plumbing showroom, a tile showroom, somewhere, somewhere where you can talk to an expert and say, this is what I want it to look like. Can you help me figure out what exactly I need? See, my secret place I go to here in Portland, Oregon, is I pop down to Chown Hardware. Chown is a great customer of ours. I adore them. Yes. <laughs> they are I easy. They've been around for 142 years now, I think. And mm -hmm. they are one of those family-run companies where the family that is running it 142 years later is just as good as the founders as far as running the business. And they are the unicorn out there, but it's fun to see a company that is still family run that is doing better with it every single year. So what's really cool and one thing that I love about being in the plumbing industry is there are so many businesses just like Chown. Exactly. They are family run. You know, they've been in these families for years and years. The owner of Infinity Drain his great-grandfather actually owns Simon's Hardware in New York City on 3rd Avenue, Ooh. which still exists there. Yep. So I mean, he is like multiple generations in the decorative plumbing and hardware industry. And it really is, you know, this kind of family atmosphere, which is so much fun. Um, but yeah, those independent dealers, they are incredibly knowledgeable. They have great relationships with their manufacturers. Um, they are fantastic to work with. Absolutely. I see that on your website, you guys have those uh, stainless steel pans. What is the application for those? Yeah. Okay. So this is a stainless steel shower base. It Correct. is a fully welded. It's basically taking the place of your waterproofing. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it is, you know, we have standard sizes for quantity. We can do uh, custom fabrication, um, but it takes the place of your waterproofing. It makes installation really fast. This goes right on top of your subfloor. Um, it's pre-coated um, with a primer, so it's ready to tile. Basically, you are um, building your, placing your studs around this enclosure putting your cement board down or whatever type of waterproofing, waterproof wall board you're using um, and your tiling. And the drain is integral to it. 
Uh, it's got a lifetime waterproofing warranty. Um, so we originally designed this product for commercial applications. Sure. So, you know, multifamily residential hospitality where they just want to bang out the showers, you know, heads in the beds. That's what you want. Yep. So you want to do uh, the renovations as quickly as possible. Um, but then we started getting some interest on the showroom side, on the retail side for a product like this as well. So now we have it available to anyone and it takes that coordination of the trades and makes it, you know, pretty seamless between the carpenter, the, the plumber and the tile setter. Because like we said before, it's hard to have like a meeting of the minds with those three trades. And so this takes a lot of the guesswork and really standardizes the shape of the shower, how the shower is installed and makes it easy on the installation end. That sounds like something I would like on my slab, Eric. Because I have this slab <laughs> bathroom that's on top and it's been like a moisture control issue, right? Because you can imagine you've got a slab that's constantly breeding moisture and vapor through. So the shower becomes just a mecca of, of mess. Um, and I've tried everything. So that, mm -hmm. would, that would constitute your base. So that would be your base setup. And can you custom, yeah. I have a very small area for shower and very limited because it's a, it's a, you know, it's like a third bathroom. So it's not anything that's large. So can I custom that to the size I need or how does that work? Our standard sizes, it's a 60 by 30, um, kind of a tub to shower conversion. Mm -hmm. um, we can do some custom fabrication. Normally we're doing custom fabrication for larger quantities, um, but you're lucky. You know someone in the drain game now. Ah, so I'm so lucky. <laughs> I may be able to pull a few strings for you on that. But yeah, it's awesome. a really cool product. Um, and I think the best part is, is that we carry the warranty on the waterproofing. So if there's any issue with a waterproofing failure down the line, you call up Infinity Drain and we take care of the replacement, removal, um, like materials, the labor, all of that. Whereas normally with anyone else, if you have a waterproofing failure, they're like, oh, well, it looks like you need to remodel your bathroom. There's not a lot of exactly. called homeowners insurance. <laughs> Well, here, here's the funny thing. And I watched this. It was probably the last season of this old house. I watched them do a copper pan and they had soldered the corners. And I'm like, okay, that's all cute. But those soldered corners to me are a weak spot within that because it's not made out of one piece. So that was kind of my concern. I'm like, okay, the whole thought of having something in there, you guys can put it in there. It can be welded. It's bent. It's done at a much different way than if it's just a soldered piece. And so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I mean, any waterproofing is going to get flood tested or it should get flood tested before uh, you move on to the next step. Um, but yeah, I always find what one of the things when I, when I started in the drain industry, I found very interesting was how regional waterproofing was. And you just mentioned this, this oh old gosh. house and copper pans. So really yeah. the Northeast, that's the only place you're going to see a copper pan in New York city. We're still doing lead pans. Um, Southern California. Don't forget hot, hot tar in, in California. Yeah. Hot, hot, <laughs> you know, call out hot the mop. hot mop trade. There's its own specific trade that you call. Um, and then everyone else kind of does this vinyl pan liner thing, unless they're uh, doing a fabric or a liquid modern system. So yeah, it, that was very surprising to me. I thought everyone just did it the same way, but that is not the case. It all. is strange. Like Eric and I find that all the time because I'm in the Northeast and he's in Portland in the West. And so it, we, it's so vastly different how we do construction, which is kind of amazing because you don't think it is, but it is. And 
especially showers here are very different. Like you said, we're doing, we still see a lot of the lead pans. We even see a lot of the traditional mud, um, which is, you know, not so much what they see out West. Yeah. We're much less of that out here. We're probably from what I'm seeing out there. I think we're probably close on, at least in the Northwest up here, we're probably 60 or 70%, you know, of the new shower systems, the Sluters, the Weddies, the Ardexes and, and all those guys, that's where really everything's going because a lot of those new guys are like, I, I'm not doing this whole dry pack stuff. I, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to keep moving. I don't have time for that. Yeah. Well, I think what they've found is that it's a faster install. There's less dry time. You know, it's way easier for them. It makes their job easier. So, you know, some people like to adopt what we have found is, you know, kind of sometimes the plumbing trade is hesitant to change mm-hmm. and to learn new things. I know that's yes, probably thanks. really shocking. For <laughs> but the tile setters, the tile trade we have found are very hungry for information and, and what is the latest and the greatest and the best and train me on it. And I want to learn. And um, so we find that 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 that, you know, kind of section of the trades um, they're up on the latest materials uh, and solutions that are out there. They're hungry for information and, you know, they're really willing to try new things that are going to be better solutions for their clients, but also make their jobs easier as well. Yeah. We've had Jason McDaniel from Global Tile Posse and his crew on here before. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's an interesting debate getting into technology and those guys, because it is a knockdown drag them out. And I kind of love getting the popcorn out and watching it, but uh, good we, people, but uh, there's the old school guys and the new school guys. And they like to, it's like a cage fight. It really is. You know, there's folks out there. This is how I've done it. I've never had a shower pan fail. Great. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and then anyone who wants to try something new, there's options out there for them too. Absolutely. Before we run out here, I wanted to ask you, what do you see moving forward with shower drains? What are some of the new stuff that you guys have been coming out with? And uh, style-wise, what do you think is the the next direction for cool shower stuff? Oh my gosh, that's always what we're thinking. What What's next? Um, let's see, in 2020, which I still feel like is a new product because of yeah. COVID, right. uh, we launched uh, a slot drain, which is kind of the ultimate make the drain disappear drain. Um, it's just a three eighths of an inch reveal underneath the tile is a full size channel. So you still get that good flow rate. Um, so kind of what we're seeing is how do you make the drain disappear even more, uh, but still have full access and functionality to the waistline. So the slot drain is something that's really cool. Um, we're always looking at what are what are the next finishes that are going to be popular. You know, it's this it's been for, you know, the last couple of years, this satin brass, satin bronze, these bronzy, brassy tones um, going into gold tones. Matte black has just gone bonkers over the last couple of years. But what's next? Eric likes the black. Yeah, yeah my whole shower is matte black. Yeah, matte black <laughs> is rad. But what's going to be next? So. You know, what we're seeing a lot in appliances right now is this kind of like gunmetal, black stainless. And, you know, is that kind of is that setting the trend for what we will end up seeing in the bathroom? So 
for custom finishes, we're seeing more requests for that gunmetal kind of black stainless type of look. Um, we do custom finishes. Um, and yeah, I would say we've done some rose gold uh, and really that black, you know, that smoky black. Um, that's what we're seeing. Rose gold is so hard because there's 42 different rose golds. Oh, yes. Same with like any of the bronze or like brass tones. It's yeah. like, well, who's, who's brass? Who's bronze? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, hard. Is that Brizo versus Kohler versus, you know, let's go down the list. You know? Yeah. Everyone's looks a little bit different. The great thing with the drain, though, is that the drain is on the floor and the fixtures are on the wall. So at least they're not right next to each other. So if you're pretty close, it's going to look great. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. It's the people out there. And I had this as a designer. I'd had when Rose Gold had first come out, they were wanting to mix two different brands. It was like, I think it was Kohler and, and Brizo. And I'm like, we're not doing this. It's not going to work. This is going to look horrible. Pick one or the other. Cause this is, those are not going to play well together. I promise. Cause they're just different enough. Yeah. It's tough. And you know, during COVID when showrooms were closed, um, or, you know, it was hard to get in and people were still doing remodels, you know, they were basically making their selections over like a zoom call oh, with gosh. their sales associate or, you know, looking at finishes online that always look different on a screen. Um, so yeah, it's, it, <laughs> finishes are tough. And especially when you're, uh, mixing manufacturers, no one's looks exactly the same. Well, the same thing goes with kitchens and appliances, you know, the, the black stainless of, Brand A and brand B are completely different. So you've got to be a little bit careful with that because one looks more charcoal, one looks more black, one has more stainless showing through it. It's not a standard color like it used to be with white, black, and harvest gold. Exactly. And I think that stresses the importance also of get into your plumbing showroom, see these finishes and fixtures in real life, touch, see, feel them, play with the handles, feel the weight of them. Um, it's real. I mean, you're spending a lot of money on your remodel or your upgrades, whatever you're doing in the bathroom. Like, let's make sure that you're, you're getting the best value for your money. I think we should encourage people to go into showrooms, just like we go in to see the newest car, you know, just go and like take a day and, you know, we're always looking for things to do and to expand our horizons and go in and check out all of this kind of stuff and see what's going on in kitchens and baths. I mean, Eric has opened my eyes to so much technology and all of these amazing things that happen in kitchens and bathrooms. And there's all kinds of shows out there that you can get your hands on. It's, it's just fun. You know, it's a good time. Yeah, it's great. I have two bathroom remodels coming up and, you know, I've been in the plumbing industry for almost 15 years, but I'm still going to a showroom to pick out my fixtures because I want to see everything and uh, touch, see, feel, you know, before I make that, that commitment to the product. So I think it's really important to go support your local showrooms and really pick the brain of those experts who are there. I mean, they are there to help you specify and create your dream space. And they have a wealth of knowledge on, you know, everything that goes into putting a bathroom together and many different manufacturers that can give you those solutions. So, you know, why not, you know, use them as a resource and, um, you know, they're just, that's their job. They're there to help you. And, and, and more importantly, if something goes wrong, they're help, there to help you there as well. They're there to save you because what happens is, is you can do all the research on Google that you want. 
And then you go in and say, okay, I want to get this. And they look at you a little funny and go, are you sure about that? I had 12 of those returned in the last eight weeks. Do you really want to do one of those? And you go, I didn't see that in the Google reviews. Uh, Yeah. Do you really want to do this? Right. And especially right now with supply chain issues, those sales associates, they know the manufacturer's lead times, how quickly they can get product, whether those lead times match up with the timeline of your project. I mean, really, they they are like the oracle when it comes to specifying pictures. And when you get that brand, you'll get the brand that you ordered not some bad knockoff that you can get online. So that's the other part too. Exactly. You're trying to buy coach purses online. They might not have spelled coach right, but it kind of looks like one. (laughs) Barbara, what's the best place for people to go to take a look at what you guys do so well? So our website is awesome, infinitydrain.com. And that's drain with with no S, infinity drain. Um, We have image galleries, spec sheets, installation videos, kind of all the resources that you would need um, to see what is this style? What do I want it to look like? And then what is going on under the floor and what do I need? We also have other resources like linear drain guides, barrier free guides, um, really so you can uh, kind of teach yourself, kind of bone up on uh, what you need to be thinking about and considering if you're specifying a linear drain or even a center drain for your shower. So yeah, I would send people right to our website. Um, There's also a dealer locator on our website if you'd like to find a a local dealer who can then help you uh, make that selection and, you know, give you confidence around what what you've chosen. Well, that way you can take that metal sample of the drain that you want to use and walk over next to the faucet you want to put in that shower or in the bathroom there and see how things play together and whether or not you need to get a custom finish or something's going to match. That's exactly right. Thanks for coming on today. Is there anything that we missed that we didn't talk about today? The only other thing I would mention uh, in regards to infinity drain is um, all of our product is made in the U S we're based in Amityville, New York. We use only domestic raw materials and we're a family owned business. Um, So when I started infinity drain, we were actually packing up drains in a basement Um, So we've come a long way since then, um, but I think we have a really cool story, which you can read about on our website. And uh, we're the ultimate drain nerds. This is all we do, and we (laughs) live, breathe, and sleep it. An Amityville basement. That sounds almost scary. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, Barbara, for coming on today. We really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. I've really loved it. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. Somewhere unseen and undiscovered is a love song let's be lovers we're all over the radio take my hand i know where to go all over the radio with you 
Hey, it's Eric G from around the house. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.